0: lawrence electronics and the california department of boating and waterways and now to bring you the best in the outdoors here's the host of california sportsmen Seth Hendrickson.
1: Hey, good morning everybody and welcome to California Sportsman. It's Saturday, July 30th. Where did July go for God's sakes? We have got a show full for you. It is a packed event going on today. Action and excitement from all over Northern California. We've got King Salmon action going on out in the ocean. We've got King Salmon action going on in the rivers. And we're going to be taking you up to Bullard's Bar to fantastic kokanee Salmon fishing Eagle Lake for trophy rainbow trout and including including a run, of course, to our good friend Alan Fong, who's undoubtedly going to get you up to date on what's going on in Discovery Park, right here in town, with Big King Salmon available. And, of course, I hate Mike Ogney again. He's live up in Alaska. Captain Jay Lopes is out the gate chasing kings this morning. Netzel will be up on Stampede Reservoir. Randy Pringle's got our pro tip of the week because... Senior Tuna is out on another long-range trip on the Vagabond. He'll have some great info for us. And then we've got a new guy. Well, he's an old guy that's kind of a new guy. You'll meet ZZ here later on in the show today. And it's kind of different nowadays. It's kind of different. Yeah, that's Captain ZZ Brock coming your way before you know it. And there's more, lots more, including Dave Hurley with updates on the big striper changes that you guys are talking about out there, having a slot limit for stripers, and much, much more. But let's waste no time. Let's head to San Francisco Bay, to the Berkeley Marina, and probably out the gate by this time. And let's climb on board with Captain James Smith of the California Dawn. Good morning, Captain. Hey, good morning, Seth. Tell us about it. What's this week been like for you? Like the f- pictures of the fish on the deck of your boat, don't lie.
2: <laughs> no, they don't lie. They, they, tell a big story about what a season it's been so far. The the up numbers of the kings that were not projected by the fishing game, uh, doom and gloom across the board, and here we are. Um, first, first. Almost the first week of August, I guess, and and we're still getting limits of salmon and it's just been uh, it's just been phenomenal fishing. The guys have been going out. there's been uh, multiple schools of fish. The guys in bodega got them yesterday or the day before. there's a school of fish down south. There's a school of fish out front. fish are starting to stage though right now for the rivers. so we're starting to see the influx of the fish coming closer. We're not offshore anymore like we were uh, weeks ago or outside the island. Fish have bent it into the shoreline. They're trying to get a sniff of their water source. They're going to have to really take a big sniff to smell anything coming out of the rivers lately, I guess. But, hey, a lot of fish, a lot of big numbers, and uh, king fishing has just been just wide open out here. So last trip out, we uh, we had 18, excuse me, 18 anglers, plus we had crew limits total of 21 limits of salmon. Uh, yesterday, I was off the salmon bite. You know, we're starting to switch gears a little bit on some charters. Some of the guys are, are wanting to go check out the link cod action, which is, you know, which has been great the last couple of years. 25 limits of link cod up the coast yesterday up off Point Rage. Some big dogs. Uh, my other boat had a 27. We had a 28-pounder. Ouch. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, rock cod limits all around been wonderful fishing. I can't complain. Weather's been great. I mean just uh you know pretty much pretty much solid all across the board. So we're headed down south. I just went into the Golden Gate Bridge right now. We're going to go look for those kings down off Pacific somewhere. That's where our, uh big school have been there and the channel buoys. Some fish still caught at duxbury That's always on the list, but uh, Right now, we got our bow pointed south, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna hope for some action down here.
1: Well, you guys aren't traveling as far as you were before. I know some guys originally were traveling as much as three hours heading down to the south side, but you're only going down about forty five minutes or so now, aren't you?
2: Yeah, it, it literally, literally, uh, literally, it's uh, forty nine minutes from the Golden Gate Bridge, so we're not going far, and that's what we do this time of year. You know, we were traveling um, Deep Reef early in the year, beyond Deep Reef, outside the islands, Fanny Shoals, and then uh, up above Point Reyes, about 10 miles. I mean, we got pretty, the Bay Area fleet here has got really good range. Um, Most guys are willing to travel that extra mile to get to a salmon. But uh, this time of year is kind of swings in our favor, especially with the high fuel prices The runs are relatively short, like I said, down the Pacifica Pier or down that general area. Um, Channel buoys isn't very far. It's like 30 minutes here from from less than 30 minutes here from where I'm at. And then Duxbury. So these are the areas that we're going to kind of key in this time of year because the fish are just swimming closer. They're trying to get a sniff of home, and uh, they stage up here. Try and fatten up a little bit before they head up the rivers.
1: James, when you say that they're uh, getting closer to the beach trying to get a sniff, are they close like stripers in the surf, close or are they out of ways from that?
2: Well, I mean, lately we've been, you know, it's been relatively close. Like we've been fishing less than 100 feet. 100 feet is kind of our our range all the way down to about 40 feet. Now, uh, once in a while they get a little tired of the beach, but they're not like running to the beach to feed. They're they're kind of in the in-between. There's lots of feet here locally. Offshore, early in the year, they're pretty much sitting on krill. And there's big schools of krill schools of krill out there, massive amounts of krill. And that's what the fish are typically eating about early in the year. Now they're pretty much keyed in on anchovies. The fish are all full of anchovies, packed full of anchovies, all local here. So sitting here inside 100 feet yesterday and the day before it was like 45 to 80 feet of water was the kind of the kill zone on all the fish.
1: Well, it seems to me like having the California Dawn 1 and the California Dawn 2 is working out for you rather well this year, James. Yeah, well, we're,
2: we're you know, between the two boats, we're kind of surfing, doing most of the salmon runs. Captain Sean's been uh, doing the potluck runs. Some days we're doing bulky You're chasing salmon with me today, but... You know, having a good crew, everybody's very versed on any fishery here, you know, from Albert to Albacore to, uh, to sharks, and we can pretty much do it all. Just, just give us a uh, just give us a shopping list, and that's what we're going to go do for the day.
1: That's why he's one of the best in the West, folks. Give him a shout. James, give him all the hookup information they need so they can book your trip with you.
2: Sure. The number here, 510-417-5557. Reach us on the web, California Dawn dot com also on facebook and instagram california Dawn sport fishing come check us out lots of good fishing ahead of us everybody so uh stay tuned and uh and, and jump on your favorite boat go fishing
1: hey james i gotta tell you your cabin there and this boat is the quietest cabin you've ever had while heading out the gate my friend
2: it's really nice and i got the it's peaceful up here i really am relaxed here you know i might i might put on
3: some uh some opera
1: music. He's got really blackout out. curtains on all the windows. Apparently
4: the doors stay on the side of the dang thing, too. I think he's got them locked, though, too. He so probably does. So I can't in. get in there.
1: Yes. James, have a great one out there on the water. You're doing it right, my friend. We'll talk to you again real soon.
2: Thanks, guys. Have a great show as usual. See Captain
1: you, James Smith aboard the California Dawn, a class way to go fishing, folks. Don't miss the opportunities. Let's take a quick break right now. When we come back, Captain Steve Mitchell with Hooked Up Sport Fish is going to talk to us. He's fishing down in the Pacifica area, too. We'll find out what the action's been like right after this. Y'all stick around. You're going to get hooked. Prices, check first with Ron Duprat Ford and Dixon. Find out more at rondupratford.com or call toll free at 877-463-5436. Why would you buy any
5: place else? Kingfisher Boats has become the standard for sportsmen who value toughness. Ride, ride. Comfort and great fishability. And Godfisher Marine in Dixon is, is your, your heavy, heavy gauge, gauge aluminum, aluminum boat, boat headquarters. headquarters. Featuring the full line of Kingfisher boats. The offshore, coastal, sport, or river jet series boats from 16 to 35 feet are designed for saltwater, freshwater lakes, or river fishing. And Gone Fish and Marine's trained cell staff will help you select exactly what you need when it comes to power and accessories. Kingfisher's clean lines, classy paint choices, stainless accents, diamond plating, stylish interiors and storage. All All out to the highest quality boat on the market today. Learn more at Godfisher Marine in Dixon, gfmarine.com or kingfisherboats.com.
6: There's nothing more
1: peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course.
7: I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways.
6: And now more California sportsmen with Seth Henderson.
1: Hey, we're back, and lots of stuff going on all over our state. Bass fishermen are going to be so occupied chasing frogs. And speaking of frogs again, they're they're all around my house. Is that why they're out in the Delta too right now? No, those
4: are different frogs. I got frogs everywhere. Yeah, I, I could. Can you put them on live? no mm, i bet i'd outfish those guys with no nah, folks of for our listeners that don't know what's going on this is the two weeks of the year that we have uh, the frog tournaments this on the is delta a
1: big deal yeah, 500 man. boats hit the uh, but, delta.
4: Nah, yeah in two weeks there'll be a couple hundred boats in each event and and uh all you can throw sep is a is a top water frog so there's various manufacturers that are involved like snag proof and uh scum frog and we'll be down there tomorrow with gone fishing marine mark's got a a bunch of boats on display and doing a big barbecue. My
1: guess is he won't be bringing them back to the store either, the way people are looking for boats. Well, nowadays. I think
4: we'll be bringing them back to the store to wash them for their new owners. Yes. So we'll be doing that. But he's going to have the new Ranger 520R down there and a new Nitro 21XL. There's not many guys got an R. I I have yet. not seen them. I don't even have an R yet. I know somebody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. I know the rep for the boat yeah, company. The rep. I'll, I'll I i I'll get a
1: hold get of, of him. See
4: what we I can can't do. get one. I'm working on it.
1: Well, I think that uh, Blanton and the guys and everybody that
4: bass fish is going to have a great time out there in the Delta. Exactly, list. and Marilyn will probably be uh, checking in on major league fishing this She's weekend. She's already since, been uh, watching the screens in here. Her favorite Justin Lucas is catching them. They're uh, they're back on Lake Champlain, and our buddy Billy Hines is having a good tournament. Gone fishing, Marine Stafford. No wonder Billy hasn't answered my text for me yet. He's uh, out that's per- where he's at. He's uh, he's on the other end of the world Billy, fishing. I need so. a battery for my gate, Billy. Well, he's he's on the other end of the world fishing, so you might want to have to. Uh, I don't know who you're going to have to call Probably not Billy. Use the other gate. Yeah, use the other (laughs) gate is what you're going to do. No,
1: tons going on. Yes, it is. And you heard the great action that James Smith is having out there. And the halibut action continues in San Francisco Bay. No question about it. Well, let's hook up with another guy that goes running out the gate every, seems like every single. No, let's not do that one right there. Let's do this button right here and hook up with the man himself from Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Captain Steve Mitchell joins us live right now. Good morning, Steve. Hey, good morning, guys. Tell us about it, guy. You have been having some fabulous days on the water.
3: Yeah, it's been absolutely great, if you ask me. I mean, better year, far as I'm concerned, far as the king salmon that's out here. I mean, you haven't seen no fish like this in a long, long time, but the size of these things, that is is just so huge. Uh I, I, you know, I I lift my hands up to it and just keep going, you know, trying to get what
1: I can get. Just thank God, thank God and get the lines back in the water. That's it. That's all, you know. Well, Steve, you have the opportunity this year with the big new boat. Tell our listeners how much more room there is on board and how easy it is to fish compared to those smaller six-packs.
3: Oh, man, there's so much room on here. So we've been running – I originally was setting this boat up as a 12-pack, but we've been running anywhere from uh, average of anywhere from 12 to 16 guys on average uh, daily. And uh, it's pretty spacious. I mean, everybody's spaced out and everything, and everybody don't have to be all stacked up and falling one another. And the boat, Seth, is so fishy. It's a really, really fishy boat. But I was told that before I even got the boat that this is one hell of a boat that has always caught a lot of fish, and before it was catching uh a lot of albacore or what have you, but now it's down here in the bay, and we're doing everything that's up underneath the sun halibut salmon rockcco lingot i mean uh. <laughs> What can I say, man? You get on this boat, you're gonna have a good time.
1: Well the funny thing is you could get on there and just take a poll of your customers and say, Where do you guys want to go? Let's get a limit there and you could you could go do it, couldn't you?
3: Oh yeah, no doubt. No doubt, man. I mean the boat is set up, it's set up the right way. It definitely have a fuel capacity and uh we can make it wherever we need to go to to make it happen and uh right now, shoot, we're like I said, we're heading up the pipe far as these kings is concerned and hopefully we'll be able to get it done we did it yesterday we're gonna try to do it again
1: today you heading down to the pacifica area again today no so we're networking
3: i'm gonna cover the grounds out here at the channel boys. uh james is going down south Uh, a few other cats going down there maybe j-lo i ain't for sure but uh We'll let them know exactly what's happening on our end and they'll let us know what's happening on their end. If one end ain't panning out, then we always can be lying to the other because it ain't nothing but a hop, skip, and a jump. You know, and we'll make it happen one way or the other.
1: Well, that's what's cool about the networking system you guys have out there. I know Jay Lopes is out there. We'll be talking to him in the second hour about action that he's been experiencing. But it's that staying in contact with what's going on that that convinces the clients that you know what the hell you're doing out there. They don't know about the great networking and everything. Well, they do. But I don't think they know the extent. It's It gets down to it, folks. It gets down to it. Nats. Yeah, it gets right down to it. They'll say something like, you know, if you're here at the break right at 1015, you're really going to see some action. And they'll give them a couple of numbers, and you'll see six or seven boats sitting there and all smiling on the Place nets flying around on the boat. It can be a lot of fun and excitement. Are you still having? Exactly. Are you still having some doubles and triples coming through, Captain?
3: Oh man, that's, that's been like an everyday thing. Like it's a regular thing right now. Uh, yesterday, man, when, before we finished up, it was just so bananas. Once we got those fish to following the boat stuff, I mean, it's just like lights out. So all I was <laughs> doing is basically figure figurating over the spots and just how you pick. Only thing, you know, some of these fish are so dang big, some of the guys have a hard time holding on to them. And it ain't that they're doing anything wrong. It's just that the fish is so big and they don't have the experience to know how to really fight these things. But we try to coach them all the way, you know, through it and everything, but some of them pop off. Then we run into some fish that's more manageable and those guys will end up landing those. But we're, we're, say- we're seeing, like, fish, like, anywhere from – 25 to 35 pounds commonly, commonly right now. I'm talking about major slabs. Catching 20 pound fish is seeming like that was your regular old uh, low team size fish now. I mean, I don't don't know what it is about this year, but whatever it is, man, it's just pushed a whole big wave of humongaloid fish up in here, and we've been having (laughs) a ball on them.
1: You know what it is, Steve? It's the new boat. That's what it is. There's no question about it. You get a new boat, it changes your attitude on everything. Well, folks, you hear, obviously, the King Salmon action is unbelievable. It's closer to home every single day. The fish are going to continue coming down here to the San Francisco area. Some are going to move up north and take care of business up on other rivers, but we're going to have them stack coming through the bay and up into our system. And I bet when we have the opener of salmon fishing in the river on Monday, and we'll be talking to a guy later on today about that, that you'll be oh, shocked sure. how many fish are kegged up up in the barge hole and up around Old Mouth of Battle and places like that up on the Sacramento. Steve, it's going to be a glorious year, but you've got plenty of time to take folks out. Give them all the hookup information they need so they can climb on board with a group or their best friends and have a wonderful day on the water. All
3: right, guys. Yeah, definitely you guys can come out of here with us. And we definitely are trying to start to gear up on, as mixed in. A little bit of, uh, rock and link as well with our king salmon. So, if you guys want to definitely get out of here and do that with us, give us a call. And we can be reached at, uh, 707-655-6736. Or you can find us on the web at hookedupsportfishing.com or on, uh, social media, Facebook or, uh, Instagram as, uh, hookedupsportfishing or hookedupsportfishing charters. Either way. Look us up, give
4: us a call, you won't be mad. Is that hooked up with an, with an E? Hooked up? (laughs) No, there is. (laughs) Oh, there (laughs) there you have it. See, I drugged that right out of you, bro. Just
1: type in Captain Steve (laughs) Mitchell. You will, you will get to it, folks. No question about it. Steve, have a great day on the water. But before you go, if you start getting into action before we're off the air, please give us a call back. Let us know so we can update our listeners on what's going on.
3: Will do, Seth. I will. You guys have a good morning.
1: You have the same, Captain, you, Captain. and uh, just keep those fish coming across the deck of that boat, Captain Steve Mitchell. All right, We're hooked will. up sport fishing. Thanks, bud. A lot of action going on out in the ocean. I'm sure yeah. Mr. Lopes will have some stories to tell us because he's got time. Think it'll still to be going on when, on when we climb on the, the real think, magic in I a couple weeks. I think of when weeks. we talk to Mr. Ogme up in the I hate you state, up right. in Alaska, where he's hiding from me today. He'll be back in two weeks, and yeah. that's when we go. And it should be forty pounders. I hope. I
4: don't want to fight one that big.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you a little secret. We talked. I talked to him up in Alaska last night.
4: Yeah. We're going to mooch. Oh, okay. That,
1: mooching's a lot more fun.
4: Are mooching. we going to uh, Are we going to rock fish too? Because I want to knock the sides off of something. This isn't
1: isn't a professional trip. This is just a bunch of friends (laughs) going out in Mike's boat.
4: I want to knock the sides off of something. You know what I mean? I I think
1: that would be really nice. My neighbors all want me to knock the sides off some salmon and deliver it up and down the street. There you go. Next best thing to that is an Eagle Lake rainbow trout with that big, beautiful red meat that they've got. Let's head up above Susanville right now and hook up with Captain Robert Mueller with North State Guide Service, who's fishing Eagle Lake today and going to be chasing kings on the river on Good morning, Captain. Good morning, Seth. Well, tell us about Eagle Lake first before we talk about uh, maybe the barge hole and places like that. What's the action doing up there, and is it holding up?
8: It's been really, really good fishing. Uh, About Monday, the fish kind of switched sides of the lake and got on the east side here, and they're on minnows.
1: That is a good thing over there on the east side with all that action going on. You know, they move from the Shrimp Island side and everything, they head over there I've always fished that, uh, the east side of the lake in that shade, fishing that shade line, just coming out over those springs. Is that the same thing you're doing now? Are those fish concentrating deeper water over the springs?
8: Yep. And I picked a guy up today. He has a cabin right there at Eagle's Nest off the bank. And when I pulled in there, the whole, I saw my spotlight in the water and there's minnows everywhere.
1: Well, that area over there, that whole beach as it goes to the point. Heading down towards uh the water tank a little bit where the deepest water in that lake is, boy, we used to sit there, and the water would just turn brown with minnows around us you could It was clear, you could see maybe ten feet, and then it 's like chocolate brown because there 's so minnows around you, so many of them it
8: it 's like that right now it 's the first time i 've seen them like this in the last two years, so that it's- usually it's a pretty good indication we're going to have some big fish in the fall.
1: That's the same thing that happens out in the ocean. When the water gets brown, it means it's rich. It's nutrient rich. it's plenty of bait. Everything's feeding on it. So what's the typical fish looking like? And what's the best technique at Eagle Lake right now?
8: Uh, the fish are about average two and a half pounds with a big fish being four, four and a half right now. And, uh, the, uh, We're trolling down anywhere from the surface down to 30 feet. They're kind of scattered. This morning has been kind of slow for us, but yesterday we had limits by 630.
1: Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Now, how about wind? Are you seeing the uh, 10 o'clock north wind coming at you? It's been stagnant caught. Oh, well, stagnant isn't great for those fish because it causes them to drop down a little bit deeper. What depth have you been finding them at?
8: There, right now, there seems to be the majority of them are about 15 to 18 feet, but we're catching fish all the way down to 30 feet as well.
1: Yeah, I would think this time of year, maybe 19. That's, I would have been fishing 19 to 30 on my downriggers, put laying offerings out there, probably about 23 and 33, something like that. It's a, it's a wonderful lake, but those fish move up and down in the water column when they're feeding, depending on what they're hitting on. Sometimes they're on the bottom feeding working over leeches or working over snails, and other times they are bouncing on the top, chasing minnows around. You've seen them doing that, just busting the surface, haven't you?
8: Yeah, th- right now that's why I think it's a little slow this morning because they've been streaking all over from, you know, 30 feet to the surface. They're not really in a pattern. You and know, they the never, when they
1: come up from 30 feet like that, streaking up and then turn around going right back down, they never touch a damn lure, do they?
8: Nope, but you know as well as I do, sometimes right when the sun gets on the water, they'll get in a pattern and you can... Hone in right on them. I'm sitting here looking at one next to the butt right now chasing minnow around. Look at that, Dennis. See that fish
1: right there? That's Eagle Lake for you. No shortage of fish. They continually plant it. It gets two plants a year out of there to keep the population strong up there. And the lake has produced fish at least 10 pounds in its history. I've seen personally eight sixes and seven twelves and seven pounders. They're in there, folks. But big fish get smart and get big by being smart. Stupid fish get caught and eaten, And that's why these big guys hang out so long. And that's why Robert and his clients are up there working them over today. Well, Robert, big opener coming up here on Monday with the opener of King Salmon Fishing on the Sacramento River above the Red Bluff, formerly the Diversion Dam, above Red Bluff now. What are your expectations? Um,
8: I got mixed reviews. I think it's going to be good. If I listen to the reports from the trout fishermen, they're all saying they're catching salmon incidentally right now, a lot more than they've ever caught for this time of year. But it was pretty dismal opener down below Red Bluff, so let's hope all those fish are kegged up in that colder water.
1: Well, I I would imagine that's exactly where they are. We've got so many fish kegged up down here at Discovery Park right now, and they've got the cold water from the American dropping in on them, so they're hanging out there. These fish that move on up the, uh, Sacramento have got to keep going until they start smelling their own or find some cooler or they'll just hole up in something that's cooler for a while. My expectation is hang on to those rods and pay close attention to them or you won't have them there after the first hour.
8: Yeah, you're I'll pretty much guarantee you that.
1: <laughs> I think the first, I think the first hour on you're going to have some big fish in there that want to grab anything that are so mean and nasty and just want to get up
8: river and spawn.
1: But there's so many fish behind them, you're going to have a great long season this year.
8: You know, I had a really good report yesterday. I had some friends uh, striper fishing below Star Bend, and they saw a lot of salmon yesterday moving through there, which is a good, really good report because it's been dismal on the feathers so far.
1: Well, there's no shortage of fish moving up. I've been looking at Alan Fogg did a thing on live on his uh, locator, the Lowrance. And I was very impressed. You can see the big ones swimming around with the small ones and everything in between. Well, Robert, you're in the best of both worlds. You got Eagle Lake Trophy Rainbow Fishing, and now you got the great King Salmon action coming. Give them the hookup information so whichever way they want to go, they can climb on board with you and catch some great fish.
8: They can find me on Facebook at North State Guide Service, and the telephone number is 530-260-7516. That
1: number again, folks, 530 530- 260-7516 for Robert Mueller and North State Guide Service. Robert, have a great day on Eagle, and have a great opener on Monday morning, my friend. Thanks, Seth. All right, you take care. All right, let's take a quick break right now. When we come back, it's RVs and Destinations, and then Captain Justin Leonard hooks up with us fishing Bullard's Bar this weekend.
9: it. Damn, Fish man. with the best. Captain Steve Mitchell of Hooked Up Sport Fishing. Call and book your trips at 707-655-6736. Or check the website at hookedupsportfishing.com. Isn't it time you got hooked up? Northern California's
6: newest tackle shop, Bodega Tackle, is located in Penaluma, Right on the way to Bodega Bay, Bodega Tackle, a one-stop shop, features high-quality live and frozen tray baits, plus a full selection of tackle for bay and ocean fishing, as well as tackle for freshwater species. Owner Ken Brown and Ken Brown. And his experienced staff, are on hand and ready to help anglers get rigged up. Need fresh line? Bring in reels for a new line at the Berkeley Line Winding Station. Check them out on Facebook, Instagram, and at bodegatackle.com. Bodega Tackle. Open seven days a week. Stop by and you'll catch more fish. France is the leader
5: of marine electronics, design, and manual and their new HDS Live Series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting-edge technology and light years ahead of the competition. Lowrance offers a comprehensive range of products for your every need. From entry-level fish locators to the most sophisticated marine electronics on the market today, they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program. The new Live Series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lowrance Chirp with side-scan and down-scan imaging, allowing anglers to quickly search fish-holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation. Lorantz products provide sportsmen with the ultimate in high-performance features at competitive pricing. Clearer views, less clutter, more targets, incredible shallow and deep-water performance.
2: Lorantz has it all.
5: Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at lorantz.com. Lorantz is the perfect locator for you. Brad's. Sight, scent, and vibrations. That's what makes Brad's Super Baits and Cut Plugs killers for sand. Salmon, trout, and, kokanee. and here's a tip, if you haven't tried the kokanee and mini cut plugs for midday salmon, large trout, or landlocked kings, you're absolutely missing out on the action. Brad's Killer Fish is the truest running J-plug on the market. Just ask the NorCal guides. It's quickly becoming the go-to plug for solid hookups. Check Brad's out at your favorite tackle retailer or at Brad's Killer Fishing Gear on Facebook or Instagram. Committed to excellence, Brad's Killer Fishing Gear makes products for the avid fisherman and beginner alike, and all products are fisherman-tested and fish-approved. best of awards, Bantiga Trailer and Motorhome has become one of Northern California's highest volume RV dealers. And now, here's Sepp with another great reason to be outdoors and RVing.
1: Today, I'd like to share with you a list of great luxury, well, maybe not luxury, but comfort accessories to make your next camping trip, RVing trip, or whatever you do in the outdoors more enjoyable. Remember when camping was throwing out a piece of plastic on the ground, laying your sleeping bag on it, and sleeping right there, cooking on a box? Well, you probably remember setting up your first pup tent or big dining flies. It's changed. Now you're out there in 46-foot diesel pushers that can cost up to $2 million plus. It's a rolling home going down the road because everybody likes to have the comforts of home. Well, I want to share a few of the comforts of home. That I would consider to be luxurious 50 years ago when I was camping in a pup tent. How about this? How about an ice maker? How'd you like to have an ice maker at your fingertips all day long? Portable, easy to use, simply plugs in, you can do it anywhere there's hookups or a generator or solar power or lithium batteries, whatever. Reasonably priced today, 20 to 30 pounds of ice can be delivered per day when you need it you've always got ice not some little plastic tray when you have guests over if in your campsite if you're having iced tea or kicking back well one of the other things that in today's world you can't get by without is mobile wi-fi ranging widely in price let me tell you wi-fi units will track the skies and the towers to give you and the kids, you know, keeping those kids occupied, Man, frankly, more and more are on the phones and on iPads and everything, too. Everything you need so that you can enjoy the benefits of Wi-Fi, YouTube, Facebook, television. It's all right there for you if you've got Wi-Fi. Fire pit. You know, every place has fire pits, but California a little against fires right now and building them. But you know, there are smoke-proof stainless steel fire pits you can buy reasonably priced different sizes small mediums and large where you can have a wood-burning fire the smoke isn't going to blow in people's faces like it always follows one guy around well it doesn't there is no smoke you that way you can sit around have camaraderie friendship and sit there and just flat have a good time talking with them for hours And another key item would be a keyless door lock, an entry keypad into your RV, motorhome, trailer, whatever. No worries, easy access, you, the kids, your family members, all would have the combination so they can get in whenever they need to. Never having to haul around keys, never needing to worry about it, you've got easy, simple access. Well, there's a whole lot more to it, but here's one that I really consider to be a luxury Replacing the supplied mattress in an RV, camper, whatever, with a real mattress that is soft and comfortable. Or at the very least, putting one of those great mattress toppers on. They're three to six inches thick, and they can make the worst mattress feel even better. If you're not having comfortable sleep with a great rest, maybe you need to do a couple of upgrades in that neck of the woods too. It doesn't matter what you do, as long as you're having fun in the outdoors. Get out there. That's where Marilyn and I are heading next.
5: further manteca trailer and motorhome catering to sportsmen around the west
10: we're not the biggest we're the nicest the bob davis people at manteca trailer and motorhome Man-tica.
6: and now more california sportsmen with Seth hendrickson hey
1: i'm learning the buttons mr brown i'm figuring this out Ten times if you want to talk. Seven times if you want to talk to the control room. So
4: far, you've got it figured out. Well, well, I haven't got it that figured out.
1: Speaking of figuring it out, our next guest has figured out Bullard's Bar Reservoir. He's been hauling customers up there for weeks and absolutely spanking the kokanee salmon up there. And he's been doing a little hanging out around Discovery Park. Let's get hooked up with the man himself, Captain Justin Leonard with Outcast Guide Service joins us live right now. Good morning, Justin. Good morning, guys. Well, what's Bullard's Bar like up there today? Insanity.
11: Um, oh, so Here we go again. We, uh, just, yeah, we planned it out just so, because upriver we don't have real good service. So we planned it out accordingly to so talk to you guys and then get up there and go start smacking them. But uh, no, Bullard's Bar, is it's insanity. There's not much boat pressure, which is nice. And yesterday there was hardly any sea boats out. That was a weird one very weird
1: how deep are the kokanee hanging how, what seems
11: to be the best offering and uh
1: how many you cooking up at a time when you go through them
11: <laughs> well i've only been fishing two rods because you can't really keep them down long enough to put down anything else but uh those arctic fox trolling flies in the hot pink and they got like a little fluorescent orange crazy looking one and uh, those have been the best too but 60 to 80 feet anywhere pretty much up river all these kokanee kind of left the main body down here and headed up river just kind of getting ready to go pre-stage up and try and work their way up that river.
1: Yeah, they'll start uh, schooling up in tighter schools and hanging around, and then there'll be small schools and bigger schools, and they'll all be together. And it'll be a lot easier for you to catch fish at that time, Justin. Can you imagine it
11: being easier
1: than it is now?
11: I don't want it to be. I think we did 45 (laughs) steps yesterday morning by like 10.30, and all the little guys and whatever we lost.
1: Well, Bullard's Bar has proven to be a prolific kokanee salmon fishery. There's no question about it. And the department runs that lake in a way so that folks can go up there and expect to catch a bunch of kokanee, and obviously you can. There's plenty of them there. They're great table fare. And once again, this is one of those fish that you can kill and eat with no guilt whatsoever because it isn't going to live another year. It's not going to spawn and have babies. When we put saltwater fish into freshwater lakes and they can adapt to it, they usually don't spawn at all. They just die of old age in the lake, so it's a great opportunity to catch these out before they spawn and to take them home and enjoy the wonderful table fare. Well, you were down at Discovery Park earlier this week on Thursday, I think it was. What did you find down there? I know it's frustrating staring at that locator, isn't it?
11: Yeah, oh, yeah, there's a lot of fish. They're just not real bitey. It sounds like it's kind of more of a first thing in the morning or last light. There's lower light conditions, but that river's flowing pretty clean, and Cold, so a lot of the fish are just kind of nosed up inside there, and I think it's like the air conditioning for them. It's just coming out of the ocean and then getting cooked down there in the delta all the way up the river and hit 66, 67 degree water, and go, oh, this feels good because the main main river 6 or 76, 77 all through that little section, so. They don't really have a whole lot of options to cool down unless they want to sit there and hang out, and that's exactly what they're doing. So we just need them to go ahead and leave that and keep on coming up river because those aren't American river fish that are hanging out right there. They're sack of feather fish, but they found that air conditioning don't want to leave it.
1: Yeah, they're going to wait for a little cool break. I have a feeling maybe a little fresh head of water come rolling down for them to give them a better idea of where their home stream might be. How about techniques the guys are using? Some of the guys are catching fish up there. I understand some guys are jigging for them. Some guys are even trolling for them out there, which I'm kind of perplexed about. And how about back bouncing? Are guys just sitting there letting it lay on the back of the boat?
11: Yeah, a lot of guys are fishing right there at the mouth just on plugs and a couple guys on spinners, but a lot of plugs and then tons of jiggers on um, down there jigging away. And in the morning time or throughout the day, it's real hard to sit even, you know, close to that mouth. Just so many boats drifting on there. I mean, it is a high traffic area and I'm sure that does not help anything at all
12: either.
1: No, especially with all the – I've got reports of guys out there with 175 horsepower sitting on the fish with their engine running. I'm thinking, good luck there, buddy. But, you know, it's just – there are a ton of fish held up there, folks. They got a lockjaw. Some guys are caught getting them to bite, and some guys are getting out of there with some monster fish, too. If you're lucky, you might get one, too. But these fish are just starting to really make the moves. It's going to be a great season and a long season, Justin, are you going to concentrate on the feather? Or are you going to hit the sack and everything after it all opens up and gets rolling?
11: No, I'm planning on staying on the feather. I got a pretty busy schedule this year, but I the feather should have water. The sack can't really, you know, they don't have the water to afford to be able to bump the flows anymore, and uh, the feather does. So sounds like if we can fish the feather, that's where I want to be. It's a lot closer to home and kind of the home waters that I'm a lot more comfortable in and whatnot. But it generally is always going to fish good as long as we have water in there. So. I'm planning on staying on the feather this year, and then probably mid-October, maybe jump down to Metro for a few weeks and see how that's going. But as long as it's fishing good, we're going to stay there.
1: Shows you how long this season can be, folks. It'll still be going on into October. Hang on. Hang on to your rods tight when you're out fishing for salmon, too, because they are not kokanee salmon. They will pull you out of your seat and stand you up if they weigh 30 pounds or more. And I'm sure you've seen that every trip out when you hook a big one, haven't you?
11: Yeah, oh, they'll get you rolling. It's a very good time, yep. um, especially this year. looks like those guys got some pretty big
1: fish. So this year, hopefully, we get some real big ones in the river. Well, I think you'll see exactly that. Well, give them all the hookup information they need, Justin, so they can get out with cast whether they want to go fish Kokanee at Bullard's Bar come down here and catch in the action on the Big King Salmon Run.
11: Absolutely. We're super active on Facebook, also active on Instagram. It's got the phone number, email reports, and everything. But phone number is 530 277 6870.
1: Thank you, sir. You have a great one. We appreciate you hooking up with us.
3: Fishing is fine, but hooking is the only way. We are going to show you how to catch
1: some fish today. That means one thing. The man himself, the rod father, Mr. Alan Fong joins us live. Good morning, Alan. Good
13: morning. How you guys
1: doing? Uh, We're doing fine. How's the coffee?
13: Nice and hot.
1: Nice and hot. The best (laughs) way to have it. All right. I saw the videos this week. you got to tell our listeners what you observed down there at Discovery Park, checking out your Lawrence Live unit.
13: Oh, it was a madhouse. But, you know, everybody's in sync. The guys that are anchored are anchored down below because, you know, you can't anchor right at the mouth. And then, you know, there's strollers going in between. And the drifters are all, they line up and they go down, they come around. It's really in sync so nobody, you know, sometimes boat's only 10 feet from each other, but everybody just keeps going down. You mean yeah.
1: nobody's playing bumper boats like we did at the barge hole on the Sacramento River for years? Well, 10 feet apart, that's pretty close. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen them, I've seen them breaking cowlings on the back of motors with the bow of their boats. I've seen them scratching the sides, banging into each other. Everybody owns that piece of water underneath them apparently out there.
13: Yeah, it's not quite that bad. You know, everybody seems to get along, so that's good. That yeah, is good.
1: Everybody's doing the same thing. They want to all succeed. Nobody wants to really destroy it. Alan, when you're looking at that live unit down there that you were using in the, uh, Video that I watched earlier this week, pretty impressive the way those fish and your size differential and everything you can see.
13: I can see them swimming around, cruising by, you know, and there's, I wouldn't say there's a whole lot of them down there on the bottom. Most of them are up high, I think, because of water temperature. But, you know, there is some of them on the bottom, and those are the ones you can get to bite. And every drift I might see maybe 10, but I'll see 20 rows. So and it shows me that most of them are up on the top when they're up high like that it's hard to see them because your cone angle is not quite wide enough than when you're down there in twenty feet well, but, but there's a lot in the system. I went up to American, I left around up there, and they're rolling everywhere, but couldn't get nothing to bite. They're locked you up well that's
1: just the way they want it for a while, and that's the way they're gonna get it until they get the ideal temperatures to make them
13: active and moving and Start getting yep. really
1: aggressive out there.
13: It looked to but me. They're all big. It gets me. There are, these fish are all in that 15 to 30-pound class that are rolling all around the boat. <laughs> they're big. Yeah, well,
1: it's an amazing uh, fishery that we've got this year, and I'm glad to see that the big fish are coming through. Alan, when you were out there, what were most of the guys doing? Were there a lot of guys that were out there jigging? Were there a
13: lot of guys uh, back-trolling? No, mo- I'd say most guys are anchors. And then you got about 20, 20% of guys jigging and maybe 10% trolling. Well, that's not too shabby out there.
1: Now, you were out in the ocean just the week before down-rigging for King Salmon, too.
13: Yeah, I was out there, and it was really sloppy. You know, the waves are four to six feet, but they were like six feet apart. I fell down twice. <laughs> and I was at a 22-foot whaler. I go, what the hell am I doing out here? That's cause we're old <laughs>
1: men. That's why we fall over twice in a boat every now and then. I've got the, I've got the new safety life jacket on that straps me to the rail and straps me to the boat so I can't fall over anymore, but I'll Andy, go to your
4: seat. I'll go down with it.
13: <laughs> yeah. You, here is probably one of the most incredible year salmon seasons we've had. And you know, if you look back at when they did the uh, release, they released them in the bay and in real vista. And you know that's going to be the telltale: is how many fish return to the dam? How many return to the hatchery? And you know if they do get a low number, you think they would look at how it's affecting our economy because it has been crazy the last two months. I mean, from guides to people fishing to gas to uh, hotels to tackle companies, it's unbelievable how this fishery is affecting. You know, California right now. And if they look and they don't get a return, are they going to abolish it? You know, it's just crazy. Well, they're doing a pretty
1: good job of, uh, reducing it. There's no question about that, including what's going on with the stripers right now. So, and that's another issue that we'll be talking about later on in today's show with, the uh, Our friend uh, Dave Hurley from Western Outdoor News, a new slot limit they're discussing, and a lot of attention being drawn to it, and a lot of folks want to see this slot limit to help perpetuate the stripers in our state, not to eliminate the stripers in our state. So they want to get rid of everything. Well, I think that's Ms. Feinstein and a few of her cronies that want to have more water down there for the almond trees and the pistachio nuts and their investments.
13: Yeah, well, it's another thing that you know our public doesn't realize is you know how Folsom was a drain hole, and now it's full, and they're dumping out so much water. Why? They're selling it. <laughs> well,
4: we'll be crazy. we'll we'll be five mile an hour by Labor Day at Folsom. Oh, I know the way they're dumping it. Oh you know, yeah, water. we'll we'll be off the big paved launch ramps at Granite Bay probably by another ten days to two weeks. I talked to Troy. No,
1: I talked to Troy Barr uh day before yesterday about Barryessa, and he's still heading up the hill, going over to Stampede. And the reason that lake is slow right now has got to be the volume of water they're dumping out of it. Yeah, it is cranking water along down there. It's hiding into the bushes all along, and has been for quite some time. Well, if the you lake's never still have- only
4: down forty feet or so, but. You know, we need to throw the numbers out of just what's really going on with the, with the nut farmers in the valley and, and, you know, the imports and the amount of water that it's taking, um, to, to do that. And I understand
1: the head of the water, what was it, Marilyn? The water control board guy resigned out of frustration.
4: Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it it is a mess. Well,
13: they're telling me I can water my lawn on Wednesday and Sunday, but if you go to LA, they got really pretty grass.
1: Oh, I'm certain of that. I'm certain of that. And they also educate people on how to use water in growing their marijuana plants. I'm, I'm not sure. Where. <laughs> well,
4: <laughs> where our water's going is 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 exported nuts is is where it's yep. going. Pistachios and almonds. That's where it's uh, that's where it's headed, Sepp. And and the fact that we've uh, we've put so much new, uh, you know, acreage of uh acreage of yeah there's a lot more orchards out there but i'll tell you what else is a
1: lot more out there that uses water people there are entire tracks of
4: homes going in where are they going to get yep. the
1: water for this and they don't even slow down on it. they're just well, betting on the future there's an estimated
4: 1.6 million acres of almonds in california uh uh 1,320,000 acres and in, uh, that are producing nuts, and 320,000 acres that are not. Uh, that's just in almonds alone. Uh, almond and pistachio orchards, um, you know, permanently, there's 2,700 square miles of almond and pistachio orchards in the state of California.
1: Well, I'm sure someday they'll figure out how they can allocate 100% of the water instead of 200% of the water like they've been allocating lately somebody 's going to have to
4: go in there and realign everything one of these days. well, put this in perspective bud the the uh, the the almonds <laughs> and pistachios require an average of three point five acre feet of water uh, applied per acre of nut trees annually three well, and a half foot an acre
1: so I think i'd rather see a fish enjoy that water than an almond or a pistachio, but that 's just my personal opinion and we probably dwelled on that enough. Yeah. You get the drift, don't you folks?
4: 880 billion gallons of our water used to export nuts out of the United States. It wouldn't be bad if it was, it was a B, B. They throw around gallons of water like Newsom throws around in dollars yeah, with well, a B. Apparently we have just tons of it and never ending
13: supply here in Colorado. Exactly right.
1: Well, we're off that subject. Alan, where would you be going if you were heading out today? Where would you be going fishing?
13: Yeah, I'd probably be going down, Delta. I I went. I did a frogging video. It's going to come out Monday. It is going to be badass.
1: All right. So I like, we, we need some badass frog fishing. No doubt about it.
13: <laughs> yeah, it, it was a good one, and a lot of blow up, a lot of misses,
4: a lot of fun. That means a oh, lot of great, lot of that great means He video. didn't catch many, but he's got a lot of blowouts. Yeah, they got to go means. to
1: Alan Fong Outdoors <laughs> on YouTube if you want to find out how it all looks and the action that takes place. Make sure when you go check out Alan Fong Outdoors, you get a subscription to it. It's free. Shows up on right there on your internet every time you need it. Comes out on Wednesdays and what Sundays?
13: Wednesdays, my reports, which are all local, and I talk to a lot of guys and friends and me myself, and that's. You know, right happening right now. That's on Wednesday, and then on Monday I have a regular video. There you got it, I'm folks. Busy. He's a busy he's man, busy. and he's got to go
1: fishing all around all that too. Alan, thanks for hooking up with us. We'll talk to you next week. See you there. All right, see you there. He's so casual. All right, let's get these ads running because we got Mike Ogney live in Alaska. I want to talk to him about some great action going on.
0: Give him a call at 916-417-5670 and book a trip now. Or check him out on the web at
6: righthooksportfishing.com. Since 1952, Scotty has been recognized for product excellence, and their entire line of downriggers and accessories is unmatched in performance and dependability. With full-size and compact models available for both freshwater and saltwater, Scotty has downrigger for every on-the-water need. Scotty Downriggers, isn't it time you joined the Scotty team?
9: Founded in 1952, real see the entire lineup from Daiwa at all fishermen's warehouse mega stores in sacramento manteca and fairfield
1: i can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year teaching him about casting
7: how to choose bait set the hook and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket save the ones you love a message from california state parks division of boating and waterways
5: France is the leader of marine electronics design and and their new HDS live series with active imaging and GPS mapping products are cutting edge technology they're easy to use and are backed by a comprehensive advantage service program the new live series with active imaging and 3-in-1 sonar combines Lowrance chirp with side scan and down scan imaging allowing anglers to quickly search fish holding structures and enhances fish reveal with a higher level of clarity and target separation Lowrance products provide sportsmen with the ultimate in high performance features at competitive pricing clearer views, less clutter, more target incredible shallow, and deep water performance. Lorance has it all. Check out the new HDS Live with touchscreen display and the entire line of marine electronics at your favorite dealer or on the web at Lawrence.com. Lorance is the perfect locator for you.
7: Now, here's USAFishing.com's Mike Ogney with our Saltwater Bay and Coastal Report. Good morning,
1: Mr. Ogney. I hate you.
14: Yeah, hey, good morning from... Uh... Rainy, drizzly, little, little chilly Alaska here this morning. How you know are I,
1: you? I hope it's a downpour and you can't even get out today.
14: <laughs> it's a little tiny bit of light rain last night. It's dry now and, oh, it's been great. It's been a good week. Go All
1: right. Tell me about the, tell me about the Kings. Tell me about the, the sockeye. Kings What's are going shut on?
14: Down. King, king, kings are shut down. The rivers full of sockeye's because they're trying to protect the, the Kings. So, we're on six fish limits on the Osaka and we're just about boxed out, which means we have more than enough harvested in the processor to take home and eat and share with friends and that we want. So it was drift boat halibut yesterday. We had fish up to seventy-five pounds, and <laughs> I know I right off of shore, of no time. doubt.
1: Are you still fishing out of the drift boat right offshore?
14: Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was one of those. My it was my son's day yesterday. He had. He had fish of like forty, uh, probably forty-five and seventy-five pounds. Lost another big one uh, that got sawed off when he crossed the line with another fish. It was uh it was a uh, pretty good action. It was a uh, five o'clock tide, so we came off the water late last night, and uh, we were still filleting fish at uh, nine thirty last night, trying to make up fish and chips. And did these get, uh, get a little fun and around the fire? Did this
1: halibut? Uh, they these halibut come in nice and Playfully, or did you have
4: to break out that uh, Smith and Wesson to finish? Yeah, Yes, Sef, they were flipper. They came in playfully. They danced along <laughs> Palib- the side of the boat.
1: Halibut want to kill you yes, when you they have get you shoot them in the
4: head, Sap, Would they get that big. Yeah, that, yeah, I yeah, was, that was trying to ask right? that question with a
1: little more character to it.
14: Well, you, you, you know that, that, that twenty two that you sold me last year, Sap? <laughs> yes, sir. It guy pulled out yesterday and, um, I should have brought the, should have brought the, the 44. 44. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: I hope you didn't miss a halibut because they're a pretty big target at point blank range. You
14: can't miss them. You just got to hit them just right. And they, they like to take off if you, if you miss them just a little, <laughs> little tiny bit. They just, and on a drift boat, it's just, it, it's just a clown show anyway.
1: I can only imagine. I, can, I, kind of go through the whole thing in my mind and i know what it's got to be like especially with three giant guys in the boat all of them over six four probably
14: i know it's just it is it's it's an absolute clown show
1: but well i know you you mike is just he is
6: clown show in bodega bay
14: i know but
1: let me tell him real quick you are so centrally located up there he's in a little town called well it's a village called clam gulch that's right between homer alaska and soldatna alaska Right there in God's country for the best fishing all over the state, practically. So he's got runs going on that will happen through probably October with the Silvers coming in late. All right. Now, what's going on around here, my friend? It
14: sounds like you live here. We got And we got room for next season, so call, call over to Real Magic. We'll get you set up. Around here, it's been kind of a clown show out of Bodega Bay. The fish started off uh, kind of right out front the beginning of the week. Really good action. Um, from you know Bodega Head on out to the weather, believe my partner Merlin on the Real Magic has been posting up some really impressive scores all week long, and the and the fish are starting to just march north as they do in in July typically, and uh, the fleet worked all the way up. Um, I honestly don't know what happened yesterday, but Thursday they were all the way up to Salt Point. Uh, Merlin had uh, limits of big quality fish up to. I believe 20-plus pounds. Rick Powers had limits um, up there trolling as well. But what typically happens this time of year, they migrate north, they kind of stall down, and then they all start heading back to the Golden Gate. So we're going to see some really good action here for the next several weeks, but it's going to be game on in August. and, And everything is coming together in a very typical fashion. Out of the Golden Gate, it was the same thing. The fleet's been running north and south, uh, which is very typical. You know, I was a long-time, uh, full-time uh, Golden Gate uh, uh, party boat deckhand all through my uh, 20s. And the fish are split between the south side and the north side. And, and as is typical, down the south side, you see a lot of smaller next year's fish. And uh, up in the north side, you tend to see a bigger quality spawn-bound fish. And that's what the butt's been seeing. They've been fishing... Uh, south, and when that bite started to dry up, they, they went north. And there's been some really good action. It's just going to continue. But one thing here, Seth, is is I've been talking with a lot of skippers, and uh, what we're seeing here is a lot of next year's fish. And I'm, I'm going to throw it out there, as I always do on your show, way, way early. I'm going to make a very bold prediction. And I'm going to say if ocean conditions, as far as feed, if it holds together, next season, because of trucking, because of GSSA, next season's going to be better.
1: And that's hard to imagine on its own. Mike Ogney yep. with USAFishing.com and the Golden State Salmon Association. We appreciate everything you do. Doesn't matter. I still hate you because you're in Alaska, and I'm not. Thanks for hooking up with us, Michael. And, yes, I know I can come up with you anytime. Thanks, guys. All right. You take care, my friend. Thank you much. All right, you know how it works. There's a whole nother hour right around the corner, and have we got a show full for you. And I want to introduce you to somebody new called ZZ Brock. I remember Kevin Brock, but I don't know about ZZ. We'll find out more in just a few minutes. It's not over yet. Stick around for more fishing, hunting, and outdoor action in the second hour of the award-winning California Sportsman with Zep Hendrickson. Coming up next.
9: Fisherman's Warehouse and Lorance Electronics, providing sportsmen with the ultimate high performance fish finding features and the best possible pricing. Check out the new Lowrance Live and the full line of Lowrance products at your favorite Fisherman's Warehouse location.
0: Check them out on the web at quailpoint.com. Now, here's owner David Martin.
15: Good morning, sportsmen. Quail Point opens for our 29th season, Saturday, October 22nd. Bird cards are currently available for purchase throughout the season. However, if you purchase your bird card prior to August 1st, you'll get 10% early bird bonus added to whatever you buy. So if you buy 20 pheasants, you'll get 22. If you purchase 40 chukar, you'll get 44 and so on. You don't need to plan out your entire season when you buy your bird card. You can always add any number of birds to your card throughout the season. Quail Point will be open Wednesdays through Sundays from 8 to 3, starting October 22nd through the end of March. Until then, we're shooting sporting glaze Thursdays through Sundays from 8 to 3. Call us with any questions at 530-735-6217 or check us out at
4: quailpoint.com.
9: If you spend more time telling the one that got away stories instead of showing off giant fish pictures, get to Fisherman's Warehouse and grab some Gamakatsu hooks. Gamakatsu has hundreds of hooks for every technique, and Fisherman's Warehouse has the full selection. Change to the world's sharpest hooks from Gamakatsu, improve your fish catching, and end the lost fish stories. Fisherman's Warehouse in Sacramento, Manteca, and Fairfield all carry a full selection of Gamakatsu hooks for every fishing application. Stop in today or shop online at Fisherman'sWarehouse.com
0: salmon, steelhead, and stripers, too. Check out EurekaFishing.net or call Tony Sepulveda now at 707-845-9588. And
6: now, more California sportsmen with Seth Henderson.
1: Hey, we're back and our next guest is wondering, am I ever going to get to him? That's what we're going to do right now. King salmon action out in the ocean has been so good. That we want to turn the music down. Thank you very much. Let's go right now to Captain Jay Lopes with Right Hook Sport Fishing and check in on the action this morning. Good morning, Captain. Good morning, good morning, good morning. What can you tell me, Captain? Sounds like he's at home. He sounds like he's too comfortable.
12: I, uh, I tell you what we're doing today. We're uh, actually going to go see Bill Mays and we're going to pick up our Labrador puppy at 11 o'clock. So is it out of cowboy? Is that,
4: is that puppy out of cowboy? Uh, Cabo. Cabo. Cabo's a good dog. Cowboy's my favorite one of Bill's dogs. He's yeah. just such a sweetheart. He's such Bill a has raised
1: dogs like that for
4: ages. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got the red labs. But yeah, he's a, but, but Cowboy is my favorite one of Bill's dogs. He's such a cool dog. Well, Captain, tell our listeners what's going
1: on out there and how uh, fast the action can be at times.
4: Oh, man.
12: We've had a great week out here. As, uh, uh, you know, I think uh, I heard uh, Mike mention about the action we're getting down here. It's, been pretty spectacular, Seb. There's fish all around the Golden Gate Bridge and even straight out. Um, we currently have been fishing south of the uh, Golden Gate the last three days. We, uh, those fish popped up there, I want to say it was on uh, Tuesday, um, and we ran. We started off on the north side up there off Stenson Beach, which we had fished there earlier in the week, and they were really big fish. Uh, the fish on the north side, we had days that a small one was 15 pounds, and they were all the way up to 30 pounds. Um, but that bite kind of dried up. The water got clear. And then the, the the water got right on the south side, so we ran down there, and we saw limit-style fishing the last four days down there, mixed grade. A lot of 2-year-old fish, and there are a lot of that 10- to 18-pound fish in the mix. So it makes for a good day. There's some fish that come in easy. There's some fish that give everyone a little challenge. But uh, it's been great fishing this last week outside the gate.
1: Jay, how would you rate this compared to the past years? You've fished a number of years out there, a couple of decades
12: by now. What do you? How do you rate this one? The best one I've seen. I mean, we've pretty much had limits every single day. We've had a couple days we didn't get the limit, but it's been limits almost every day.
1: You heard Mike Ogney stick his neck out before uh, you came on, saying that next year will probably be even better based on the catches that they're doing now.
12: Are you going to be in agreement with that? I do. I think it has to do with that, the trucking, and the the ocean conditions. You know, this year we're seeing a lot of northwesterly winds, and in the previous years we saw a lot of south winds, which isn't normal for us but now we're back on our, our normal wind patterns. And so it's keeping the ocean really rich, a lot of life out there. Everything's here, the whole ecosystem. I mean, there's tons of whales, krill, anchovies, salmon. I mean, yesterday I found a bait ball. We got a double, we had a halibut on it and a salmon all at once. So just everything's alive and uh, it just feels right. It feels right.
1: It is right. Folks, you need to get out there, get on the water and get into the action as soon as you can. Jay, uh, how are the bookings? Can you uh, squeeze some people in between now and the end of the season?
12: I do. I mean, this is going to be our last full month. Um, is August. I do have some room for some single riders. If anyone's interested, the week of the 8th, the 8th, 9th, and 10th, we have room for one person each day. I think we have one available day for charter at, at the end of the month. Other than that, we're pretty limited. Um, you know, It's just the time of year. Everyone booked early and got on the books, but there is a, some uh availability for individual riders so Well and there he can also shopper.
1: and you can hook him up with some of your buddies that are out there in the network too if need be. Oh yeah. Give them yeah. all the hookup information they need, Jay.
12: Yeah, give us a call at 809-916-417-5670 and on the web at com, Check out the Facebook page. It's absolutely loaded with pictures, and we report every single day whether we catch them or not.
1: And, folks, you take a look at the pictures, you're going to wish you had been there that day. So make your reservation, get out on the water, and have a fabulous time. Captain, have a great time. Enjoy the new puppy, and uh, yeah. have fun taking him out two or three times during the night tonight, okay? Because you know she ain't going <laughs> to do it for you and no
12: she already told me you sure you want to do this i was like sure why not she'll
1: fall in love yeah. with it call it her dog she'll think it's hers and you won't have to do a damn thing she likes that. much she fell in love with him <laughs> yeah, good point <laughs> thank you captain you take care my friend and have enjoy right, we'll that dog
4: all right take it easy all right Bye-bye. He's going to have his hands full. I told yes. Marilyn already, no more puppies. But they make Labrador puppies so cute, so that you tolerate they, them. They
1: still need to be trained. Yeah, and they still need a brain transplant. Yeah. Oh, I'm Nothing not going we can there. do about I'm that. I'm not going there. Hey, let's speaking of going there, let's go to Stampede. We've all heard what it's like. Let's check in with Captain James Netzel, the Tight Lines Guide Service, and find out if it's still. Whatever WFO means, apparently, <laughs> wide finally open. That's what it must stand for. Good morning, Captain. Good morning, there, Seth. How are you doing? I'm doing outstanding. What's going on on the lake this morning?
16: Oh, it's uh, we're not we don't have the numbers we normally have. Where these guys want big fish, so we're keeping sixteens and seventeens. Uh, we're I think at thirteen or fourteen fish right now. We've been fishing about an hour and a half. I think we're doing all right, though.
1: Are you getting doubles and triples along the way, or is it starting to slow down a bit?
16: Uh, today it's slow. It's slower than it, it it's been. I think it, we got this monsoonal flow in here. It's the sun's filtered. I, I'm not sure. I can make a, big, a bunch of excuses, but you know, we got halfway halfway to our limits for six people, so. And where we've been fishing an hour and a half—that's not—that's that's definitely not bad. Hey, make sure your hoochie is down by your hook. Make sure your hoochie is up a little bit.
1: Yeah, you got to make sure that hoochie's covering it all up so nobody sees it down there. James, uh, colors and location—are they everywhere? What seems to be the best producers at uh, Stampede?
16: If you want numbers, you come up. You fish uh, thirty feet down, forty feet down. If you want bigger fish, you got to go down—you know, eighty, ninety feet. If you're in deeper water. Uh, we're, we're actually fishing, uh, targeting 30 to 40 feet deep of water right now, uh, going after the big boys, uh, big boys and girls. So, it's, uh, but you, you know, it's, it, it's dangerous for the average person to do this because you lose a lot of gear. Cause, you know, it's, you, you hook the bottom a lot.
1: Well, there's a lot of humps out there. Uh, you've been on the lake enough, you know where they are. And I'm sure you've done the same thing I've done. Take people over there into 30 feet of water, let them get tangled, and you just move right back out and keep fishing. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that's a James maneuver. You gotta, uh, it, you gotta it, know it, the water. It, you gotta know what's going on under the surface in those lakes, or you're gonna get tangled up for sure, especially in lakes like Stampede.
16: Yeah, because there's just not very good uh, maps for for these lakes. Uh, uh, we, so that's number fifteen. We just put in the box there. Uh, I'm on my union break. I'm making the guys net while I'm on the radio. So. I hear some hooting and hollering and aw shucks, uh, they missed it. It's not, it's not my fault, I'm
1: I'm talking on air. I'm not too worried about the aw shucks. There's aw, sh-, something else that I pay attention to real close in here. Well, James, uh, obviously Stampede isn't going to last forever. When it starts slowing down, what's your next move going to be?
16: Uh, probably a couple week vacation and then probably, uh, Sacramento River, uh, salmon. I got a new technique that I've kind of thought about and, uh, see if I can get Rodney to tie me up some new, uh, new kind of spinners that I want to play downrigger fishing in the river. Uh, with this clear water, maybe targeting the deep water, uh, and, uh, just going real slow, holding it with downriggers. Uh, just trying something different because, uh, this, this year is
1: going to be tough in the rivers with the warm clear water. That's a fact, but there'll be plenty of fish. That's one of the positive things of it. Well, folks, if you're interested in kokanee salmon, big one, Stampede Reservoir with Tight Lines Guide Services, the ticket. And in a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months, he'll be heading to the river, taking you out there to get some of those big kings too. James, give them all the hookup info they need so they can get out there and join you, whether it's Cokes or Kings.
16: Hey, you can reach me toll-free at 888-975-0990. Website is www.fishtightlines.com, and I'm running two trips today. If you see on the calendar I'm booked, give me a call, because I'll probably run a second trip.
1: You got it, partner. You're sounding like you're getting a little tired.
16: Uh, yeah, today's my day five. I get to go home today for a couple of days to uh, see the wife, and uh, it's going to be good.
1: Enjoy huh. your quick break and then get right back up there again. Captain James Netzel with Tight Lines Guide Service. James, give him that 800 number one more time. That's 888 990 And if you want to text me, it's 916-284-3089. All right, partner, have at it. Take good care of those customers
4: today, and thanks for the update. We appreciate it. All right. I, I think it's time we, uh, we do a little gun owner, Seth.
1: I think we ought to too. And,
4: and you know, we were, we've all been upset hearing that, uh, that the new AB 2571, uh, was going into effect. The law that, uh, that actually will, uh, will affect all youth shooting, uh, especially the high school trap, uh, in ski clubs and, uh, hunting and, and uh, firearm safety programs, high school shooting teams, and any other youth program that includes shooting or firearm safety. Uh, gun owners of California along with the California Rifle and Pistol Association uh have uh, filed lawsuit and are waiting for a uh, temporary restraining order uh to hear uh to get this heard uh and in front of uh in front of the judge. So we're going to see what happens there Sep. Obviously, it's a it's affecting a a, a very fast growing large uh, amount of kids that are out there in the high school shooting sports and trap clubs uh and we want to make sure that this gets uh gets in front of everybody. Winner 31. 2022 Gun Owners of California, 52 Guns, 52 Weeks Raffle Ticket, 502. uh, And that is going to be Joe Herrera of San Jose. Joe, you've got a Winchester Wildcat semi-auto rifle and 22 long rifle. They'll be sending you down to do all the proper paperwork on that gun. 2022 is the 47th year Gun Owners of California has fought for your gun rights as America's oldest pro-gun political action committee.
1: Well, thank you, sir. Let's take a quick commercial break right now. When we get back from that, it's time for our Pure Fishing Tip of the Week and from Randy Pringle, the fishing instructor, hooks up with us live from the BBT Tournament at Clear Lake right after this quick break.
0: Don't miss your opportunity to fish with the best, Real Magic. Call 707 875 BOAT and check them out on the web at RealMagicSportFishingCharters.com.
5: There's, There's, a a a ghost ghost attack. Attack. There's a new ghost in town. There's a new ghost in Ghost Bait and Tackle at 2550 West El Camino Avenue in Sacramento, owned and operated by Cedric Ghostin. Ghost Bait and Tackle supplies anglers with all the fresh water, warm water, and saltwater tackle and accessories for a great day on the water. Rods, reels, live and frozen baits, swim baits, jigs, line, hooks, lures, spinners, terminal tackle, and a whole lot more. Located between I-5 and I-80 at 2550 West Del Camino Avenue, Ghost B&T opens at 5 a.m. seven days a week with easy on-off freeway access to save your valuable fishing time. Catch the fishing spirit with Ghost Bait and Tackle, 916- 692-8520. Heard of Brad's complete line of super baits, cut plugs, and killer fish for salmon, trout, and kokanee? How about Brad's crankbaits for bass or stripers? You're covered with over 100 colors and sizes, running true right out of the box. Bass professionals on tour use Brad's Wigglers when searching for bass on the bike find brad's products including made in the usa terminal tackle at local retailers and check out brad's killer fishing gear on facebook or instagram committed to excellence brad's killer fishing gear makes products for the avid fisherman and beginner alike and all products are fisherman tested and fish approved
7: i got a garage full of fishing tackle and every time i get out on the water i realize i forgot something important but i never forget my life jacket i make sure my buddies wear theirs too save the ones you love a message from california state parks division of boating and waterways
4: is pay attention and then go fishing you want to turn your mic on there double click the, the you button
1: take care of my mic press forever. press hey, what do you guys press press, yeah.
4: press let's talk to randy hey he's, randy. he's at clear lake sap in lakeport the bbt tournament final event of the year and uh next week he'll be at the snag proof open at the california delta putting that on so he's been busy he is busy Good morning. Cap. I'm
15: busy. And I got, you know, I got to turn my mic on.
1: <laughs> Details. That's okay. We got this whole new system how,
4: in here. How many just, boats you have up there this week?
15: Not enough. We're at sixty uh, something. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good. So, we yo, can still pay contingency money. Yeah. You. Know, it's. Yep. It's got to be over that sixty mark, right?
4: Yeah, that's right and they let me
15: tell you what some
4: rangers been play, paying out recently yeah some seven thousand dollar paydays in the bbt for some folks with uh, some contingency money but uh but that's uh that's a good deal we got to talk about our pure fishing pro staff tip of the week what do you got for us randy hey you know what i was out on the delta the other day and the wind came up and you know i've been
15: throwing a lot of top water and working on this thing but i tell you that Chapo they got is the real deal. It's got a great sound. So I had a youngster in my boat and, and his grandfather, and I sent pictures over to Sep. Um, and he said to turn him over to Hurley, and we just crushed them. It was breezy, but that Chapo, the midsize one, the 110, was it's the real deal. And what we were doing, we were throwing that on 15-pound test, big game line on a spinning rod with a big reel, and let him throw it out there and just reel it back in. And uh, they were having a ball. We had, I think the fishing count was 45, I think it was. And uh, they just had a ball all day long. And so my pure fishing tip of the week is just this. When you're thinking and you're working on your fishing, do what the fish want. Don't try to do what you want. Do what the fish want. I mean, we wanted to throw a a bait. Well,
4: now you tell me. What's that? Now you tell me. God, I've been trying to force feed you know, him these for are forty years. You should have
15: learned from you know somebody else. You know, <laughs> I've
4: been Your trying to force feed him. We Dude. learn from our
1: mistakes, best. <laughs> Kent should have learned
4: all of it. By this. God, Randy, I'm going to make him eat this frog. <laughs> exactly.
15: I'm going to push it, push it, push it. Yeah. I, if I cannot remember how many times I've heard this, and Kent, you have, and Sep, you're as old as Matusa. Yeah. You know whatever that guy's name is because that's how old you are. Remember when you, sep when you used to fish Plymouth Rock?
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there was a good bite going on right
15: over the it edge. There was a of good it. bite on yeah. Plymouth Rock, but how many times have everybody out there listening in the uh, radio land is I threw this all day long and never got a bite on it? Yeah, why'd you throw it that long? <laughs> it's a question. Yeah, I was like, what? So your pure fishing tip of the week is just this. Adjust and pure fishing has everything you can adjust. We couldn't throw the bait I wanted to throw. I wanted to throw a little popper or something like that or a little walking bait. It was just too windy. And I was thinking there, I could see fry in the water and I went, let's bring out the chapo. Brought my box out, open it up, tied them on. They started just crushing them. And speaking of a kid with
4: his, yeah, speaking of a kid with his grandpa, that bait was designed by Justin Lucas. So he had a lot of input on that bait. So.
15: Yes, he did. Yep, yep. yep. And, you know, people that throw other baits like that, you know, it's, they're good. The, the chapo doesn't roll on itself. It doesn't get hung up and the hooks don't meet and they don't get bogged up on that spindle in the back. So it's, they've done a really good job. Justin Lucas, if he worked with it, hats off to him.
4: Did a great job. Well, you you got another pure staff, uh, Berkeley, you know, pro, pro staff tip of the week coming up. Because Edwin Evers has designed a new spinnerbait for him, and we thought spinnerbaits were dead, but a pretty cool bait I saw coming out of the iCast show. So uh, work on that in the next couple of weeks too, would you? And the and the and slobber knocker. I can't even spell that. You got to be careful saying can, it. But it's called the slobber knocker, <laughs> yeah. and it is a new you know bladed jig, bladed vibrating jig. So yeah, yep. we'll, we'll turn this into a bass segment, Randy, for, for the, the next few weeks.
15: And 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 I'm going to try to get one from Brad, and so I can talk about it on the radio uh, and actually fish it. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to seeing them.
1: Well, Randy, those are pretty impressive fish that you caught out in the Delta with your customers the other day. Uh, is that a typical fish that uh, guys can expect to catch when they're out there with you?
15: You know, right now we're running with 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 most with an angler that's really good. It's a good possibility to catch a really big one. I mean a good one, 5 to 7, 8 pounds is a good opportunity with a good angler. When you're a new angler like these two were, it would be more often to throw and try to catch as many fish to have a good day having fish tug the line, and that's what it's all about. And I, I believe that you still can catch one of those fish on the top water or crankbait. You still can because the delta is the delta, but I think you're going to be in that pound and a half, to three and a half and that's the average you're going to see and um, they're just a ball to catch you're not after those giants or after as many fish just to have them tug on your rod well folks if you'd like to get out on the
1: water and get into some of this action randy pringle the fishing instructor runs the guide service you might want to get out there because i guarantee you you get the education of two years of bass fishing on your own in about the first 10 minutes of your trip with him and you'll catch a lot more fish in the future. Randy, give them all the hookup information they need so they can get out and share the water with you.
15: You got it, my friend. Hey, you can give me a call on area code 209-543-6260. Go on my website and look at com, And we can get on those fish, guys. We can go whack-a-fish.
1: All right, Guy, you have a great time. Thanks for hooking up with us today. We always appreciate you sharing with our listeners. You got it, my friend. You have a great day. All yeah, right, you do the same, my friend. Yeah, well, I got a fish-catching man for you right now. We used to call him fishkevinbrock.com. Now they call him ZZ Brock.
4: I guess the boom cowboys were busy for doing theme music. Apparently so.
1: (laughs) Mr. Brock has got a new intro to his uh, arrival at sports shows, apparently, and he looks like one of the ZZ Top crew while he's at it. Say good morning to Mr. Kevin Brock.
4: Good morning, Captain. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you, man? It's so good to be on the show. Clean, Thanks for having me. Is this the old clean-shaven uh, Kevin Brock? Yeah, that, that used, that's the, the old guy. Same, uh, That's the old guy we used to know. Uh, no, that is not that guy. <laughs> so <laughs> no, anyway.
1: Kevin just got back ben, from Alaska. I, he had a great time up in Alaska. Were you at the Togiak again this year?
17: I was. We were on the Togiak River. I was over there with J.D. and a handful of other guys, the like J.D. Richie. We had a blast. Got some huge kings. Uh, I got to run all my prototype lures over there. It was, it was amazing. Amazing time. Hats off to those guys. You know, if you want to get into big, huge Kings, 25, 30 pound Cromers, that was the place to go. Uh, man, so, I've been yeah. there
1: like six or eight times myself to Togiak and it is a spectacular place. My favorites, the silver is down there the first or second week in September every year when it starts getting unbelievably cold. And I was into 20-pound silvers back then. I don't think they're quite that size now, but it was a fun place to fish. Hey, Kevin, speaking of fun places to fish, the Sacramento River is going to be a pretty entertaining place come Monday morning. What are your expectations for the opener up there?
17: Man, I'm excited about it. You know, and here's my expectations, and here's what's going to happen. You know, over the last several years, uh, fish and wildlife has been, you know, working on it to try to get more fish in the ocean and we've seen some huge ocean increases they're doing a great job you know the guys in the ocean are knocking them out gomez smith lopes those guys are knocking out limits in the ocean so where are those fish coming they're coming right up the river now with the low we got a little lower water it's been a little hot well it hasn't been hot for me i mean it's been 65 degrees was hot in the togiac river i land in sacramento a few days ago i'm like holy cow heat wave you know it's a 106 or whatever but but with that being said those fish are coming in the river so they're headed up so where they're going they're going red bluff they're going anderson they're going ready they're going to where the famous barge hole that's where we're going to be monday morning along with 60 to 100 other boats there's a lot of fish in there already there's beautiful fish coming through Uh, we're going to put the whack on them for about two or three hours get as many as we can while the bite's good and then we're going to reevaluate the next day and, you know, make a plan from there. Oh, the American rivers.
1: That's when you start bouncing around to different stretches on the river after you communicate with all the other network of guides, isn't it?
17: You bet. You bet. You know, the first the first barrage is going to be, you know, all you're going to see is green and red lights all around you. And you're going to hear bats thumping and people hooping and hollering. And it's kind of a cool thing, you know, and. Uh, you know, I recommend you go with a guide if you've never been there. Don't, the go, on own, that, don't go on your own.
1: Don't go your own for the first time out, too. Trust me.
17: If it's the first, if it's the first time, don't go out on your own. It, it could be a little nerve wracking, and you need to know how to drive a boat. You know, you, you don't start your first race race debut by going in an Indy five hundred. So don't go to the barge hole for your first time no, that's, driving a boat. That
1: can be bumper cars. <laughs> I've been there in bumper cars. I sat there with Bob Wiggum one day. He said, watch this. This guy's going to come up, and he's going to back right into me, and his cowling's going to pop right off that engine into the water. There it went. Yeah, yeah, it, it's yeah, bumper no, cars out there. But the neat, neat thing about it is there's so much respect for the boat that's got the fish on. A lot of people are pulling up, picking their anchors, drifting out of the way so they can continue that fight and weave their way through everybody as they're going down, which really is very respectful.
17: Everybody works together, and it's not as bad as the horror stories you hear. Just, you just don't want to go for your first time and your first experience uh, and uh, you know, your first day that you got your brand new You know, Duckworth, huge boat out there, and, uh, you know, because you're going to get a few dingers. But the, the main thing is there's lots of fish. There's lots of fish coming. There's lots of fish in the ocean. The American River, the last couple of weeks, the mouth of the American down by Sac Retro, has had the best two week opener, you know, we've seen in a long time. There's consistently fish being caught. Some fish are showing up on the feather. You know, the water's not super high. Be careful out there. Call me if you want info, but there's a few fish showing up. So our mid-August, to beginning of September, is going to be lights out. The most fish we've seen in the ocean in years. So I'm excited about what's coming up. I'm excited about, well, yeah, I always get excited. I'm going fishing. You know, I don't have any new products called the Hover Snopper Vibrating (laughs) Lure or whatever Pringle was talking about there. You know, I, I love them to death, but, I mean, you know, I'm going after salmon. You know, we're going after 30
4: pound, we're going after big ones. Migratory, so like migratory river carp.
17: Something like that. You know, carp is the number one <laughs> the number one sport fish in the world. Look it up, Dick Brown. I mean, it's the number one sport fish it, in the world. And you're
4: it's, 100% it's a right. It's really popular over in Europe. They, Migratory they River carp. I know it's, you guys get excited about those things this time of year. I can't believe people get excited yes, over carp catching
1: it on dough balls.
4: That sounds like uh, a lot of fun. You couldn't make any money the on the dough fact, balls. That's the why. Fact,
17: the fact is, is people are fishing. And, and, you know, good things happen to good people that go fishing, you know, it, it goes all the way back to the, you know, the, the time of, you know, Christ and everything else, you know, I mean, his closest dudes were fishermen, so why not just keep it going, you know, so we're just, I just fish and I love to fish and we've been able to make a few products and to help other people out, catch some more fish and, and, you know, it, it's been a lot of fun. So I've had a good ride. And uh, I'm looking forward to the next the next one. So
1: well, I'm sure the next one is king salmon on the river for you, no doubt about that. Kevin, give them all the hookup information they need, the website as well as the phone number, so they can find out more information about what you offer, and certainly check out the music as well as fishkevinbrock.com.
17: Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate that sub so much. They can reach me anytime at eight hundred nine nine five 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 four three, and fishkevinbrock.com. That's the best way to do it,
1: folks. You can reach him any Kevin, it's a pleasure having you on the show. We will talk to you again next week. You can bet on it. I want some results of those fish out of that river.
17: You bet. I'll send you some pictures. I thank you guys. I love you guys so much for everything you do for the industry. Fish on, and I'll talk with you soon.
1: Captain Kevin Brock. Check him out. The ZZ Brock, they call him now. He's having some fun with his new name and the new music background he's got on his website. Hey, it's about time for Get a Clue. Where's Marilyn when I need her?
0: Get a Clue. you can be sure that guns, fishing, and other stuff will have it in stock. And now, here's today's Get a Clue.
10: Hi, this is Marilyn. Hey, as long as the sun keeps shining, water temperatures continue to rise, which brings up an important reminder. When you catch a fish and want to keep it for dinner or the smoker, it is very important to bonk it on the head and put it on ice immediately. If you drag that fish behind the boat, letting it flop around on a stringer while you continue to fish... It's going to taste mighty strange when you're ready to eat it. The more that fish struggles, the more the lactic acid breaks down in the meat. And if you don't want to keep it and you turn it loose and it becomes a floater, better go get it and put it on ice. Odds are it's going to die, so do the right thing. If you like fresh, clean tasting, firm textured delicious fish, always have an ice filled cooler on hand. Bonk the fish on the head and put it on ice. Get a clue. Take care of yourself. Stay safe and well till next week.
0: You've driven past it for the last time. Now discover California's Sportsman store that has it all at the right price. Guns, fishing, and other stuff in Vacaville.
16: Get a Clue.
10: Just a reminder, you just heard one of our Get a Clue segments. Do you know our newsletter has a clue in it every week? Do you know we put out a newsletter? It's all about what Ultimate Bass and California Sportsman Radio Shows will cover on Saturday mornings on Sacktown Sports 1140. You need to be a subscriber. Your edition of the newsletter will then appear in your email Thursday night or Friday morning, and you'll know what's set for Saturday morning listening. You'll know who's going to be talking and about what, and you'll get the latest on fishing action and results. The in-depth segments provide tips, suggestions, advice, and how-tos. The upcoming events let you know where and when. To get in on the latest, win prizes, and be aware, sign on. It's free. Simply send your email address to marilynatseps.com or seppatseps.com. What could be easier, and the newsletter makes you smarter.
5: No one makes a more reliable, powerful, and efficient lineup of outboard motors than Mercury Marine.
1: He's not just my fishing buddy. After 30 years, he's a brother and I'd sure hate to lose him. His bass boat's got nothing to do with it. So I make sure both of us wear a life jacket. Save the ones you love even if they don't own a fancy boat. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways.
0: Don't miss a single show. California Sportsman with Seth Hendrickson is now broadcasting live streaming audio at seps.com and ultimatebassradio.com and all shows are archived there too. So now you can listen to live or archived shows on the internet or download them to your iPod or MP3 player for listening whenever and wherever you want. Listen to us live on the internet anywhere in the world with our new high-definition digital sound. California Sportsman, Saturday mornings from 6 to 8. Now there's no reason to miss a single show. Ready to shop at a well-stocked hunting, fishing, and outdoor store? Guns, fishing, and other stuff
5: in Vacaville has everything you need for the great outdoors. Hunting and fishing gear, guns and ammo, and plenty of camo for you hunters. They're loaded with fishing gear and all the accessories and outdoor Apparel for the entire family. And now, here's the guy that hears it all over the counter with General Manager Travis Morgan.
1: Good morning, Mr. Morgan. Good morning, gentlemen. How is it going? If it was going any better, I would have bought everything I wanted yesterday. You know, I got a problem with your store, Travis. I walk in there and get too freaking excited sometimes. (laughs) You know, I... I, I'm, everybody out there in audience lands know I've suddenly become a fan of these PCP rifles, the big high pressure. Right. Um, pellet guns, essentially everything from 177 all the way up to 50 caliber slugs can be shot in these things with the velocities that uh, firearms are used to. It's an amazing thing. So I was all excited. I got my gun the other day because I want a gun owners of California thing, picked up the gun. Great. Now I gotta get the, I gotta get the scope. Travis talked to me about a scope last week on the show. I'll take it. Go racing over there. Got the 50% price off the scope. Fantastic. I got everything I need. I'm so excited to get this scope, put it on the gun, go home, shoot the dang thing. I didn't buy my rings. I didn't buy my bipod. I didn't buy my, what else? The flip ups that I always put on my scopes. I didn't buy my M connector for the bipod. There were so many things. So when are you going back? That's the whole thing. I already called Travis and said, "I'll oh, come on back over here. I'll walk you through. We'll get everything you need. Travis, it's exciting when you're over there picking up a new toy. It's really important that we think our way through this and get everything we need instead of going home with your scope and looking through it like it's a telescope. You know? <laughs> I didn't, I, I didn't want to tape it on. I didn't want to sound like a fool, but i got to come back and buy the rest of the stuff. I just got wrapped up in the excitement about this new toy.
18: Yep. That happens a lot. I've thought often about putting a list right as you go up in the guns. What you need if you're buying a scope? What you need if you're buying a rifle? That's a
1: damn good idea for especially somebody <laughs> like me. Maybe even a
18: little handout paper. You can do go a checklist each one you'll visit. That's what I think
1: I needed. There's no question about it. You know, it's an exciting sport. It's something that's new out there, and there's a whole line of accessories and everything that's opening up to the public out there. You can use suppressors or moderators or silencers, whatever you want to call them, on the air guns. That's totally legit. But one of the things that you cautioned me about is something that you have to be careful about in using your pellets or your slugs that are out there. If you're shooting wildlife, they still have to be non-lead, don't they?
18: Yeah, that's correct. There's still going to be a a non-lead pellet or whatever if you're taking any kind of game in California.
1: So if you're out target practicing, it's okay to use your lead. If you're lining up a new scope that you don't have the...
18: The, the ring, for. the
1: rings and the base to mount it on your Picatinny rail for God's sake, Seth. You know, <laughs> these are the things that are all important that pull this whole sport together. But Travis, you know this as well as anybody because you got all the books and the order forms. It is an expensive hobby.
18: Yes, it can be. And you, you know, the gun, those guns are just as expensive as regular, uh, firearms and the the precision they're built with demands that
1: well you and i were talking about two different kinds alan fong had the fx impact which is like the goddess of all guns mm-hmm. and then the one i ended up with i wanted to start a little lower end on the line so i got the umarex and it's highly rated little toy but it was really kind of cool because it was free from gun owners of California. But still, there's even more expense that I've got to go into. I've got to fill up my, the bottle. I got a 4,500 pound bottle that screws into this gun that pressurizes it with metered out shots that are exactly the same every time. But then you got to fill the bottle. And where do you do that? You go running around to get it filled or you get like a bike pump made for 4,500 pounds. I think I'd be under oxygen and under an air tent by the time I got halfway pumped up with that one.
18: They also make a home pump to fill those.
1: Three hundred and forty-nine ninety-nine, twelve 12 volt or 110. I've got to get one.
18: Yep, that's the only way to go. Like you said, you and me be both sucking oxygen in a hospital bed by the time we get it pumped up with a bike pump. Yeah,
1: the ambulance would be there before we got it pumped up. There's no yeah, and doubt then
18: most you used to be able to go to scuba shops and get them filled, but there's no scuba shops in town no more, so that's a little tough.
1: I'll tell you what I got. Less than a quarter mile from my house. Paintball, baby. They got them down there, yep, too. because they They shoot the same pressure as I do. So I'm going to run down to the paintball guys, have them charge it up this weekend. But I'm going to go ahead and order one of those little uh, compressors that will go up to 4,500 pounds of pressure.
18: Yep. They're fantastic guns. They're fun. I know a guy, one of our employees bought one. He bought one of the fifty calibers a while ago. And for target practice, he was shooting to the camper.
1: Yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> yep, yeah,
18: and it would go through both sides, so.
1: <laughs> one of the things I was most impressed with, with these guns is the duplication of shots with a measured pressure going out every single time. And if you carefully look at your pellets before you put them in, if they're dinged up or dented or whatever, they're not going to fly right. Yep. Yeah. But I, you can shoot a dime size group at a hundred yards religiously once you get it set up.
18: Uh, you know, Jim Shockey is one of the guys that uh kind of started that sport, and he's been to Africa with one of those.
1: Well, Jim is a professional. <laughs> I've met him several times and uh, seen him do some strange things, and mm-hmm. one of them would not be me out there with an oar over my head trying to talk a moose in like he got chased into his cabin with one day, but that's a whole nother <laughs>
18: story. <laughs> Folks if you'd yeah, like to I remember that one too. <laughs> folks
1: if you'd like to get out there and have some fun, check out the PCP's. Travis has got some models there. He can order them up for you. Many of the places out there carry some, but if you want to make sure that you've got everything, your rings, your scope, your Bipod, everything that you need to make it exactly the gun that you do. Stop by a Graham. Marilyn's giving me the hand pump thing up and down again. No, honey, mine's going to be a button I push, and it plugs into the wall. I don't care if it's $350. bucks. i will go a week without food. Uh, You may have to today. Hey, what the hell. It's an expensive hobby, and I am going to get into it and enjoy it. And one of the best places you can stop off to find out more is Guns Fishing and, and other stuff right there in Dublin as well as in Vacaville. Travis, thanks for hooking up with us today, and thanks for the great deal on the scope. I'll be back in and buy a whole bunch more real soon.
18: All right, I'll see you at the store. Make sure you look me up. Count You guys on. have a great weekend. All right, care. Take care.
5: Guns Fishing and Other Stuff. You'll find everything you need and more on the shelves of their two big stores in Vacaville at 197 Butcher Road and in Dublin at 6705 Amador Plaza. Don't miss the deals at Guns Fishing and Other Stuff, and be sure to check them out on the web at GunsFishing.com.
6: And now, more California sportsmen with Seth Hendrickson.
1: Well, Mr. Brown... You're going fishing. I am you're, you're going to go not playing gonna go boat fishing.
4: Rip. I'm going to go hang out with uh, the Gone Fisher Marine crew uh tomorrow at the big UFC frog tournament at the Delta tomorrow or today and tomorrow but uh they weigh in at noon tomorrow and we've uh, Gone Fisher Marines got uh one of the new rangers one of the new nitros uh, on display down there that nobody really has had a chance to crawl through and open all the compartments so. there a place
1: for a trolling motor on uh,
4: that place. right on the bow both um, of them really? yeah they're all set yeah oh everything, uh, everything i need for uh e- everything for sure. you need so yeah we're gonna we're gonna go hang out with mark uh, tomorrow and do that so should be fun well, i'm sure they'll have some fun down
1: there and as uh, new boats are seen out there that aren't owned by anybody i bet they don't have to tow it
4: back well let's uh, let's hope not but uh we'll uh They'll tow it back, get it all cleaned up for we ready to go. But hey, speaking of boats and of availability,
1: you're the boat rep. How are things in the boat industry still, right now? Is, still a lot of supply. Is it su- supply yeah. chain need one little thing to finish up this big Yeah, or three boat? or
4: four little things to, to be able to ship them out. So there, there's still some boats being held up. Well, uh, boats
1: are moving, uh, obviously. They
4: are. They're still, you know, I mean, with rising interest prices, rising fuel prices, low water, everything that you would think, oh, boats aren't going to sell. They're still really really doing well people
1: don't throw recreation away when no they really
4: don't and it's uh it's cool and i know that uh uh you know i've been talking to mark he's been getting some boats in uh you know uh in stock down there as well and and uh, so they're uh uh, they're ready to go well i'm looking
1: forward to him coming back from lund because he's
4: got a meeting with lund here later on. yes see i think he's uh i think he's headed back to their dealer meeting so
1: Alright, well let's, uh, move on to our very next guest right now, which is really gonna open up some discussions for us. A lot of different topics we're bringing up right now. The editor of Western Outdoor News, Mr. Dave Hurley joins us. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Seth. Good morning, Kent. Hi, bud. Boy, we got a lot to cover, Dave. Uh, I've been kinda teasing the striped bass information. Do you mind if we start with that first?
19: Oh no, that's great. Uh, I would pe I would really request that everybody mark August 24th on their calendars for uh, striped bass slot limit meeting uh, between six and eight, and if you it's going to be at the West Delta, excuse me, West Sacramento uh, Fish and Game Office on Riverside. And uh, if you're unable to make that meeting, they will have a Zoom link and a telephone link as well. And what they're looking for is input. And you know, this has been a long time coming. And thanks to the NorCal Guides and Sportsmen's Association, they filed a petition. Uh, with the Department of Fish and Wildlife requesting a slot limit. Their slot limit was between 20 and 30 inches. Um, It only would affect waters up to the Carquinez Straits because that's what their proposal was. Now, the department had two options. You know, they could have rejected it or they could have said we were going to explore it. So they've chosen to explore it. And now part of this process is uh, receiving public input And I know that there's a lot of different feelings on this whole issue. Uh, They're not changing any bag limits, but there is a discussion about or size limits or minimum size limits. But the discussion is solely about the the proposed slot limit. And they've uh, they've sent out an angler survey, Um, and I think it's important that everybody fill out that angler survey. It's just one more way of getting information out. And I, and I do commend the department on a couple of things. One is they took this topic on. It's been something that they have not done. As you know, in the past 10 years, we've had two assaults on the striped of the Fish and Game Commission, where they were going to deregulate it. And those were led by the Department of Fish and Wildlife. And here we are having an about space, I think, in some ways, and looking at a slot limit. And that's thanks to the uh, Cal guides. But they could have, they could have ignored it. So they're looking for public input, and I think that meeting is extremely important. Now, does this mean this is going to happen? No way. This doesn't mean this is going to happen. This all depends on if the science uh, supports it, uh, and then it's a long process. As you know, as we've gone through many things, it has to go to the Wildlife Resources Committee, then it has to go to the Fish and Game Commission for several readings, and so, if a slot limit was to be in, impacted, it would be the first time it would come about. Would be most likely late 2023. So it is a long, involved process. This is just the beginning.
1: Well, I think the original plan was uh, by the Northern California Guides and Sportsmen's Association was to, hey, we need to save our fisheries, and nobody's helping us save them right now. Oh, that
19: is the truth, isn't it? And then some, and
1: as fishermen. Sometimes we are our own worst enemy
19: because that's the only thing we can control. You know, the water uh, diversions have, you know, people can argue all the time about how stripers are non native and they're, they're Pritter and they become the scapegoat for the fact that salmon are endangered. I mean, we're forgetting the fact that exports have ramped up incredibly since 2000 when the Colorado River was shut down for Los Angeles. And, uh, you know, as a result, you see the striper population decline. I think, you know, in the last couple of years, normally in the summertime, you're going to have striped bass all over the rock piles in in San Francisco Bay. That hasn't happened the last two years. Something strange is going on with the striped bass. Um, and we know that the adult population continues to be devastated. And we still have guys keeping big fish, which doesn't make any sense on on many, many fronts. Yeah, I saw
1: I saw a guy with about a 40 pounder and I just thought to myself, what is the purpose other than ego to be holding that up? And I'm I'm as guilty as anybody else. 30 years ago I killed a big brown, 15, 16 pound brown just for my ego. Boy, I felt terrible every time I saw that thing on the on the wall though. It's important, folks, to let these big ones go. And if we want to save our fisheries, Dianne Feinstein is not going to help us save the stripers, guys. And probably the politicians aren't going to help us save them. If we don't speak up and get our word heard, nothing's going to happen that's favorable for us. Kent and I went to a meeting, what, 20 years ago?
4: Yeah, in Rio Vista.
1: And the same kind of discussion. Get off your butts and stand up and be heard. And there aren't enough people speaking for the angler anymore they're dropping off like flies either of old age, or they 're just getting so frustrated that the politicians don 't even listen they sometimes. fought the
4: fought so many the fought, fought the fight so many times Sep. that uh you know there's a flat
1: you know, spot in the middle of their head yeah, I mean, we've all been wall. at the
4: states you know at the state capitol on the steps, and you know the, we're going to we're going to pull our boats around the capitol, and we 're going to do this and we 're going to do that we've all done all that stuff, but you know in the same respect is is and I'm, I'm going to single out some groups, but the bass fishermen, the kokanee fishermen, the fly fishermen, they all want to look at their own, own little sector that they do and go, yeah, I don't really striper fish. I don't care. Well, that's the wrong attitude to have because and it's, it's an attitude it's, that everybody,
1: everybody has initially. Has. And as you become more and more aware, I think it, you expand from there and realize, whoa, if I don't help. Right. Prevent this. It's going to happen.
4: Right. Exactly right. And, 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 you know, it has to, you have to have a voice of the largest group of people that you can possibly get. And that's not by, and you don't get that by sectoring out you know, well, this is what I fish for, so this and is it, all I care about. And it isn't by going in there and saying, you can't do that. Yeah, no, they can. And if you don't think they can't do that, um, we've got some regulations to show you. If you've bought some $20-a-box dove loads lately, uh, your steel dove loads, yeah, they can, and they will, and they have. Well, Dave, yeah, yeah. we kind of railroaded you a bit there. Oh, no, it's fine. It's very true what you're saying. But I think what we got to
19: recognize, and I, and I appreciate your point, Kent, is that if, the, if it wasn't for the striped bass, every tackle shop from Calusa to Pacifica would dry up. I mean, the, they're the staple. They're the ones that run. Salmon is king. There's no question about it. But striped bass is the engine that keeps everything going. And, uh, you know, there's no reason why they could not coexist. They did for hundreds of years before the water diversions really ramped up. So, you know, we know the striper is extremely valuable economically. It's valuable for us as fishermen, most people started out fishing for stripers in it because it's every man's game fish. It's the one chance that a person has a chance to get that trophy from the shoreline. I mean, it's just an amazing fish. You know, you can catch them so many different ways. So we've got to support it. We've got to make it sure that they're going to be sustainable for our future generations because it's not sustainable right now. Absolutely. So you know, I am looking forward to this meeting and I hope that lots of people show up. And then lots of people write, uh, let the department know, respond to that angler survey. You know, the department is reaching out. We have to do what we need to do to support what they're trying to get our input. You know, we, whether they like the input or not, we need to we need to provide it to them. And, if, you know, uh, that's the only way things will change. You know, we have to do our part. So I appreciate the opportunity to talk about it today. August 24th, 6 to 8 o'clock, and there will be more information. There's a press release that just came out. This week on it, so and
1: we'll keep reminding you about it as we get closer and closer, folks. With more information here on the show, you know, Dave, you mentioned earlier close to shore, and it popped into my mind something I saw either on YouTube or in one of the magazines. Forty pound, under forty, in my opinion, they called it a forty. I'd say about a thirty-six pound king salmon caught off the rocks in Benicia. I remember those days. I was I'm older than a lot of boat people. I remember catching salmon and steelhead off off Plymouth Rock. No, not Plymouth Rock. (laughs) Off the point right there by the old railroad station in Benicia. It's happening again. You know why it's happening again? Because there's so damn many fish out in the ocean. They're working their way along the sides. They get to that rock wall in Benicia. They swim back and forth along there until they figure out to get around it. And you can hang a big fish right from shore. Dave, what other freshwater opportunities can you tell me about in the next minute and a half? Folsom's still kicking out some big
19: kings. I mean, that's. Just I saw marvelous. pictures
1: this morning. Monster kings.
19: Yeah, Folsom has just been unbelievable. It's been the lake this year. Uh, Barriessa, boy, we got that tournament coming up this next weekend. It's going to be very interesting. It just has never turned over this year in terms of a lot of,
1: the- of water being drained out of that lake. That's what's going on at Barriessa. New
19: Maloney's, if you can get a boat in on the left side of that launch ramp there, uh, the kokanee bite is still on fire there. And what's so, sad
4: news out of Maloney's that we're going to lose glory hole um, sports, the bait and tackle up there at the at the top of the hill. That just sucks.
0: Yeah.
19: You know, it
4: reminded me of that. I have to do a story on yeah Yeah. That is
19: 38 years in business, but he goes there. It's the biggest tackle shop in the mother load, man. It's a... Uh, unfortunately, being closed because they can't come up with a lease. Right. And that's a shame. That is a shame. That's going to be a leave a big hole in the mother lode and a big hole in the Malones, which is such a popular lake, as you know.
1: Dave Hurley, thank you so much for joining us today, Dave. We appreciate it. And we will talk more about stripers as things continue. Take care, my friend. And don't forget, folks, go to Western Outdoor News website and get yourself a subscription or a prescription, as I like to call it. Well, Mr. Brown, another one's behind our back right now. Here we go now. We can go soon. <laughs> I've got to get over to guns fishing and other stuff. I have a few things I forgot to pick up when I was there getting my scope. I, so
4: You're like a little kid.
1: Well, I'd like to thank all of you for listening today. I hope we brought a little bit of grin into your life, and I hope you'll join us again right here again next We'd week. We'd like
0: to know what you'd like to hear on California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass. Tight lines. For more information on fishing and hunting, guided trips and more, visit us on the Internet at seps.com. California Sportsman and Ultimate Bass, productions of Seps. Outdoors Incorporated leading the way in outdoor entertainment. Join, Join us, us next, week next week
5: from 5 to 5 8 a.m. for another SEP Saturday, Saturday Morning, morning Outdoors. outdoors.